You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com, no longer powered by Tumblr, but you can still get all previous 300 some odd episodes there. We're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, the streets, your homes, uh, in hotel rooms, on the front lines. That's the new thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if somebody's protesting, blasting the latest episode of Clock Radio Speaker, they're hearing us pontificate about Saigon or something. I just, that I just want to no, just, just if you, you know, if you need some some music, just blast the Armand and Doc project, which you can find yes. on all streaming services. We appreciate it. Yes, feedback has been really, really good. We didn't get a follow up episode to. And we didn't even acknowledge the the Patreon listeners, but if you want to support the show or if you want to support the project, the best way to do that is to just purchase directly, uh, purchase a month um, of uh, subscription to our our Patreon community. Um, We do pre we do pre shows. I'm getting into Doc's whole spiel, but if you want to if you want to support the album in that way, um, Amazon is cool, iTunes is cool, but that money comes a little later and it doesn't come like full and complete. So if you want to support and put money directly into Doc and I's pockets, that's how you would do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, absolutely. Streaming on streaming services. Feedback has been really, really good. Like, honestly, beyond my expectations for sure. Like, people really like this album and that made me feel really, really good. You yeah. know, we we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yeah. Um, how you doing, man? You know, today I'm okay. Yeah. Today I'm cool. It's it's been a lot, but today I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, weather is, weather is warm. The sun is shining. Um, my family is healthy. Um, and in these times, like that's what you can ask for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, nah, um, Things are right. Things are right. Yeah. And I forgot to say before, you know, this is Doc, obviously. Y'all, y'all can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Doc underscore Beats S not a Z if you want. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, so since we previously, since previously on Clock Radio Speakers, um, the pro- the protests continue. The, the yep. media is not covering them the same way anymore. But it's uh, it's the two Americas for sure. Part of, maybe. I, I, that's interesting that you say that. I mean, I, I would say um, largely speaking most of the over-aggressive police response has been curbed. Apparently, multiple weeks of terrible press and the entire world basically telling cops, what are you doing? Why are yeah. you doing this? Has mm-hmm. from, Seems to be from most police departments, they have figured out that just let people protest. And when there's not a conflict, the media is not going to cover it the same way. It's not, mm. it's not the story of the week. There's no right. There's no blood. There's no blood to show. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Um. I also think. I mean, I don't know. I part of me, part of me also thinks like now we're really getting to like okay, we're starting to get like s- some kind of I don't even want to say agreement on like what people want because it really widely varies. But like I think that's the problem is like what people. It's not even like there's a single thing that everybody is asking for. It's a complex mm. problem with a lot of asks. It's not the same everywhere. Police departments are wildly different across the country. So, like, what's the story that you sell if you're a news producer? Right. Because news is a business. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the headline could read, uh, Mob Wants Things. <laughs> right. They want it now. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and want it. Absolutely. And want, that's my fear for people. I've got some people who are really in it. And I'm like, yo, you have to pace yourself. You have to pace yourself in this social media landscape where Mm. things get turned over immediately. It's so interesting how we want immediate change. And then when people make immediate changes, then we then we don't believe it's it's real change. Well, that's because real change isn't always immediate, especially if we're talking systemic and structural. Right. Like that doesn't just change with a with a statement and, you know, with pledging pledging money. It's a lot. It's a lot different than that. 
And it's going to take a little. I saw uh, the CEO of Reddit. Yeah. Um, so he stepped down and said, I'm going to step down and I, I want you guys to fill my seat with an African-American. Yeah. So they did it. And the first tweet that I saw in response to that was stop hiring the same four black people for all of these executive positions. That is a whole other issue. Mm. It's mm-hmm. a whole other issue. It's like in the 2000s when Morris Chestnut and Gabrielle Union were in every black movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's it. He's not wrong in in that complaint, you know, whatever wherever that tweet came from. But it's like it's yo, it's before we get into don't hire the four, then you know why aren't they in the room or who are they? You know, this is a problem that I have at work and I can't get into too much detail. But it's like finding candidates. So where are they scanning, looking for people to find qualified candidates for these positions? Like yeah. it's all, bro. Like this is going to be a generational fight. It, it's a it's a generational fight. And it it's fascinating. It's sort of fascinating to see, like you know, there's been a lot of a lot of the talk is centered around the concept of defunding the police. <sighs> <laughs> Should I stop right now? I can. I mean, I think people have you know, I I don't know. I've communicated something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go I was ahead, just gonna go say. I think like I think that alone is representative of what we're talking about, which is. It's like, well, what does that mean? Correct. Exactly. Yes. And not everybody has the same opinion, not even just on social media, but not everybody who is actually protesting or who is an activist or who is helping to organize. There's not even the same definition or or the same asks there as well. Yes. Right. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are like, I mean, you know, like I'll admit, like I heard defund the police and I was like, what exactly do you mean by that? You know, and then you, you press deeper and like. It's it's interesting, right? Because like I, I, you know, there's a lot of a very common sort of thing that I'm seeing from I'll say like I'll be I'll be uh, pretty stereotypical and generic from like the woke white liberal on Instagram is to like repost a multi-image Instagram post like on your stories from uh, from a black person who's an organizer who's uh, influential on social media or whatever about all the things you really should know about like defunding the police as if like reading six slides on Instagram is going to like change the world or change my mind. I, I mean, I understand what they're doing, but there's a lot of that happening. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's where we're clips of entire like Lecrae's under attack right now today for having a discussion with the pastor. And I think the CEO of Chick-fil-A and you know, the, 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 the guy refers to slavery as a white blessing, <laughs> which is hilarious. That's right. That's a great insane. That's insane. A, that's quite a combination of words. Yes. So Lecrae's been, been coming under fire because Lecrae in the clip, Lecrae doesn't respond directly to him. But if you watch the entire yeah. conversation, Lecrae responds directly to it. But because he doesn't respond in that two minute and 20 second clip on Twitter, now all of a sudden he's canceled and he's not doing anything and all that other stuff. Like, so, yeah, people are, are taking headlines. They're taking. Yes. Like you said, that's the new thing. Um, uh, screenshots, screenshot rants from Twitter, posting them on Instagram and people are sliding through and saying this is exactly what we believe. And you can't you can't give me uh, an extensive defund the police uh, uh, blueprint in six tweets and 140 characters. Right. You cannot, or 280, wherever we are. Now. Yeah, 280. We're at 280. Um, so, what do you think about the whole idea of defunding the police? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, defunding the police is a thing. Well, okay. So, defunding the police basically. That was my first question, like you said, like, yo, are people, are they talking about, like, removing all money from the police department? Some people would like, say yes. Yes. So that, because, or are they saying reallocate funds? So there was, because yeah. there first there was a chant of defund the police, defund the police. And then because no one can admit that everybody's not on the same page, there was a video that came out 
you know, it was like an analogy with Cheerios. And it was like, yeah, we're going to what defund the police actually means is that we're taking the money here and we're taking it out of here. And everybody's like, see, this is what we mean. No, no. <laughs> like, just like, don't front like that's what you thought what we were talking about when you say defund. Because when you hear defund, D means to remove. So you're saying remove funds from the police. Now, are you saying that it... Um, completely are you saying that in certain areas like that was not clearly communicated right. because in some spaces people are saying no we don't want the police in our neighborhoods or in our cities at all yeah so it's, it's, it's the abolish the police movement yes so ah, no no i'm <laughs> yeah. not i'm not rolling like i'm i'm not rolling because you could get into so many other bags like the bag that I'm thinking of, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's deep in the tech, and there are some police departments who have already been defunded. And what they end up doing is, is you could get into smart policing where you get into, you know, like technology being your police force. And then you, you know, you remove, you know, the ability for policemen to have nuance and yeah. you know to to critically think and all that and I, I don't care how intelligent your robot is like there's just certain things that a robot's just not going to be able to do now when it comes to the like the condition of, of humans and 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 layered circumstances that they may have to de-escalate you know what I'm saying like it's just not it's not that easy it's not that easy so, sure. Do I think that they need to take some of the public funding out of the police and put that into schools and other places that are malnourished? Yes. The city of Columbus, our Columbus public schools, there was a point in time last year where the kids could not go to school because there was no air conditioning in the building and they couldn't even focus. Yes, that is a terrible problem. But let me tell you what I believe, Doc. Yeah. I'm not saying that they I'm not saying that they need to defund the police to do that. And I'm not saying that if they do defund the police and reallocate that money into those other spaces, that that's not that that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm OK with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as it makes sense. Like, I just want it to make sense. But I also believe that they have the money to do both. Yeah, there's um, there's a bit of like so some of it I, I, I wonder is like, is it sort of like zero sum kind of like mentality where it's like we only have so much in the pot. So. Every dollar we want to spend on other stuff has, we got to take it from somewhere. So it comes from police, right? Um, it's interesting you you called out schools because there was a, a viral image about the budget for the city of Columbus that went around the past couple of weeks. Did you see this? Where it shows yes. like, okay, here's how much we spend on police. And then we only spend this much on schools. Yep. That image is not correct. Aha. Uh -huh. That's the other thing we need to get into. <laughs> so who, who is God? Who is fact-checking informa this information? Who's fact-checking it? So th there is a, there's a line item in the city budget for like, because the, the chart claims that the city only spends $6.6 in education, which if you think about how many schools are in Columbus, it's, you could just do the math for teacher salaries. That's impossible. And that's because the Columbus City school budget is actually in a separate budget altogether, and it's $1.5 So it's roughly four and a half, five times what is spent on police. Now, maybe that's not enough. I think you can make that argument. You can make the argument that, sure, we'll take, you know, chop money from that police department and help the schools out. Like, those are all fine things to say, but you're right. Like, people are, and there's there's been other examples of this where it's maybe not quite as drastic, but it's like, no, if you like, you know, it's it's pe people who are meaning well, right? They like find an image and it and it fits their existing worldview which is schools are underfunded, police are, have too much money. And then you look at it and go, look at this. And then everybody should bring their pitchforks and go march on City Hall. And City Hall would just be like, hey, 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 you know, what are they going to have? Like a megaphone with a fact checker? Actually, that's not correct. Like, they don't want to hear that, you know? Um, so I, I thought it was curious that you brought the schools up because that, that thing, you know, and, and you talk about the fact checking. I mean, fact checking is reactive and Anytime you're you're being reactive and playing defense, you're losing in politics. You, you that has long been your cry on this show. If you're explaining, you're losing, mm -hmm. and that's the problem with fact checking right now. Like, it's way too fast for bad information to spread, even if it's not malicious. Right. Exactly. 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 Yes. Yes. And I think that goes back to, you know, what we talked about a few episodes ago in terms of, you know, um, 
uh, uh, like this generational mistrust of of like government, mm. um, you know, where immediately when people think that if something turns out to be factually incorrect, factually incorrect, um, if a piece of information circulates, it ends up being incorrect that people were putting that putting those things um people created those things in order to be malicious and that's not always true but you do also have to be careful that ultimately like yo there there if if the looting was a sign of nothing else it is that people use times like these for opportunity and when you factor in the 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 pandemic and the the extreme loss of jobs and you know, income and money slowing up in a lot of different spaces. I just heard that Walmart, uh, Walmart in Arizona is completely removing all their cashier positions and they're going strictly uh, touchless for COVID, mm. you know, and they're saying if that's going to work, they're going to, if that works, they're going to try that in different locations throughout the country, you know, like, yeah, so there is going to be some space where that's, ma- that's manipulative. So you just have to be wise. You just cannot like, I've said this every time something crazy happens, like put your phone down. And I'm not going to say that this time. I am going to say like ration yourself, like treat this like organ trail (laughs) (laughs) and spread out your rations. You cannot be on your phone scrolling all day because they're so I mean, we're literally going from defund the police to uh, black trans lives matter to uh, the argument today is how come black men don't protect black women like these are three separate things these are three important conversations um, and they all require and demand a certain level of intentional intention but all three of those voices and all three of those communities are yelling at the exact same time and there's just no way for you to like really assess the situation and determine like what needs to be done moving forward if you're listening to all three at the same time. I'm learning that being in a house with multiple people. Mm. I, go, I go in the living room with my kids. My kids are in the living room. They're playing video games. They're reading. They're, they're doing whatever. The minute I take a break from work and I go in the living room to check on them, all three of them are talking to me at the same time. Dad, hey, dad. Hey, dad, look at this. Look at this. Did you know? Did you know? Can you help? Can you help? And it's like I have to stop them and say one at a time and then I make them go in order and they share whatever it is that they're, they're going to share. Like you have to balance that out. Otherwise, all this is going to sound like noise. You're going to get overwhelmed. And like I said earlier, like we have to pace ourselves because this is something that's going to stick. This is going to be in our lives for the foreseeable future. And if you tapping out now, you know, and some people are and I'm not faulting people for those who are. I, I empathize with you. But like you got to pace yourself if you can afford to do so, like pace yourself because yeah, we in, we're we're in for a long ride, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's what it's what like it's when this is that that's when the cynical or sort of jaded part of me comes out, right? Like, because you know where it's like we don't have a great history in this country of being able to ride out the long haul on this stuff. There's always a right. bounce back, a snapback, right? Backlash. Yep. yep. You know, like that. That's that's been on my mind. I also, you know, I I I think like thinking about like abolishing the police or defunding the police in that context as well. Like, I think that there are, there are lots of and people don't want to hear about reform. And I understand that there are lots of like, there's like easy stuff, quote unquote, easy stuff that like cities could and should adopt. And like, if the point of the defund the police movement and the abolish the police movement is to shift the conversation so that what once was unthinkable is now, you know, being advocated loudly. Does that make, what should you know does that make other reforms all of a sudden no brainers for cities and maybe that's mm. progress like i'm i'm more than okay with that as an idea i think anything i would advocate that liberals did more of that but i don't think that's what the activists are thinking it's not like they're out there going well if we ask for abolish the police then we're gonna get x y and z i don't think they're thinking about it that way and i worry about the disappointment that's coming because mm. you know Either there are cities that actually try to abolish the police, which if American history is any guide is going to be followed up in 48 years by a wild swing backwards, or they're going to be living in places that maybe they do like, maybe they decrease funding. Like there are like, I got a whole list here of like, I was coming, I was like, so there are like reforms and things that we could do to make policing more like how other countries do policing. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is to say that it still wouldn't be perfect because of the intertwining pro- like problems of racism and policing in America. But like mm-hmm. we could ban and, and 
eliminate all of the military equipment that 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 police have. They don't mm. need it. You don't need tanks to be a police. If you need a tank, then you need to call the National Guard, right? You're not trained on how whole, to use that stuff. And that's a whole other kind. I mean, even just the training itself, if you're reallocating those funds, you know, my wife uh, was in the police academy. Um she ended up she ended up dropping out just just the intensity and all that stuff. Yeah. She ended up not not wanting to do it anymore. But, you know, and now she's a social worker. And it's like, yo, why aren't the police if we're reallocating funds, we should be reallocating them to like get training to have like regular because if you to have regular like therapy sessions and counseling and yeah. like because when you think about it, okay, so people are saying like, yo, the cops are being aggressive. But like if you're getting all of this aggressive energy towards you, like that that's stressful. So like how else do you think that do you think that there's they're going to respond differently because they're the police? Like maybe in theory they should, but like it's a it's a deeper darker criminal link like you know, I, some of the people, some of them, some of the cops are, yes, out there, like maliciously, like looking. They they joined the police department to ride around in tanks. Oh, they, they, they wanted to knock heads. Yeah, they they watched them make them say on video. <laughs> <laughs> they they saw they saw a dude with the, the mohawk or the, the pseudo mohawk in the wire. The guy who's practically a white supremacist. And they were like, yeah, that's my yeah. guy. They played Twisted Metal. For PS1, this kid. <laughs> they played driver and they were rooting for the cops. No, I'm just yes, I'm saying. So like, yes, that that has happened. But in a lot of cases, like, man, like, I, I just feel like some of these police, some of these police officers just want to go home to their families. And, and, and having, like, there's just, there's just a systemic, I've said this before, we talked about Harvey Weinstein, when we talked about women in hip hop, and in the, in the entertainment industry, like, I've said it, doc, it's culture, it is culture, we're calling it systemic now, it's culture, why don't the cops turn, uh, turn each other, because it's culture to not do that, and the cops aren't the only organization that do that, that have a code like that, so, so do we fault the cops for having that code or do we question the code across the board? When does that not apply? You know, like it's That's a good point. There's it, just a bro. There's just there's so much to consider. It, uh, it's, like, it's, it's hard and it's complicated. I mean, never mind that, like for the past 50 years, we have are, we I'm saying we meaning America. America has told our police that they're in a war on, on drugs. Mm-hmm. And when you tell people that they're at war, they're going to act like they're at war. Mm-hmm. And then for the past almost 20 years now, our country has idolized them as first responders. You're That's... trying to tell me that our country is going to go from rah-rah first responders to abolish the police in the span of months? It's not Bruh, happening. It's not, it's not happening. happening. It's not happening. But like, there's stuff and if it, we and if it do. does, and if, and if it does, we need to be very concerned that that turnaround was so quick. It, the thing is like, we should get cops out of schools, right? We did that because of Columbine heavily. There are oh, lots okay, of places. Okay, yes, yes. Like get them why, out of schools. Yes, yeah, yes, why, yes. cops shouldn't be in schools. All you're doing, <laughs> if everything, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like if, if your answer to every problem in society is we'll call the cops out, then you're going to have problems. Cops have yep. guns. They yep. use guns to solve those problems. That's bad. Yep. Right? Like there's, we, I mean, there's like, there's like easy changes, easy quote unquote changes we could make, right? Like you talked about systems and, and culture, right? So much like the Catholic church, when they continue, but especially when they had, I'm using past tense, like it's still not a problem, but when they were, when, when word came, when things really started to blow up about how they were systematically protecting child abusers, yeah. part of that system was that when someone was accused in a parish, they moved them to another parish. They just kept moving the problem around. And what happens in a lot of cities is problematic cops keep getting hired by new cities. Mm-hmm. You could ban that. You'd have to right. be careful, but like you could you could put a stop to the most egregious, like if you're a cop who has not even just been accused, but who has been found guilty of police brutality, like you're done. You shouldn't be a cop anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could do that. They're moving them. To, I'm, I'm seeing that like police officers who are fired from uh, certain departments are able to go and serve elsewhere, you know, and there's a there's a call for, 
you know, there to be sort of a list sort of similar to um, when child molesters have yeah. to register. That's a whole other, I, I mean, I listened, to a, I listened to a fascinating podcast that like made me kind of think differently about if we should have a list like that. I'm not going to lie. Mm. It's the, I, we, we do, you know, we don't keep a list of murderers. We don't keep a list of rapists. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Absolutely. You there know, are people in my apartment complex, people in your neighborhood right now. We have no idea what they, we have no idea who they are and what they've done. And out of all the crimes, like every stat that we have shows that it, if you are going to be, if you're, if you are a child molester, it is somebody who you know, or someone who is a teacher or someone who is an adult figure in your life. The, like we have this, like this terrifying image of like the strange guy in the white van. And that's just not reality. And that's the only thing that the the that that, that a, a list like that actually protects against. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like the reason why it's such a terrifying crime is because the kid has to trust the adult. Right. And the re- the reason they trust them is because they're a trusted figure in their life. So mm-hmm. a list is not going to stop that, and it hasn't because if you it was in a, it was actually a fantastic way to do a natural like study on this because different states adopted the uh, adopted sex offender lists at different times mm-hmm. so there's a natural experiment there because you can compare oh these two states are neighboring crime should be consistent relatively across those states all things considered and there's no impact on on sex on sex offenses in lists that in states that have lists versus states that don't have lists mm-hmm. but you know okay. what who goes to bat for a sex offender nobody not a soul but they don't really seem to work on top of that what we're basically saying is, yeah, you did your time, but did you? So, and that gets into a whole other does, conversation about prison reform and right, all. Yeah, right. And yes. you, you, all you're doing is you're creating a world where they're just constantly going to be in the system. And yes, and now policing and the justice system becomes more about like keeping tabs on people who've already been there. <sighs> Bruh. I'm, I, yes, there's a lot to go into, right? Which is to say, we have like a really kind of we have a broken system in so many ways. But like, I just want to say like. Abolish the police. If that is what you believe, that is your goal. Let's have the conversation. But I would just ask that people not say no to things that we could do. We know that they work because other countries do them. And that could improve. Now, it's not going to fix because on top of all this, you have the the racist core of America, right? And even if let's say you abolish the police. Okay, so now you've got social services, right? You're funding this, you're funding that. Congratulations. There are going to be racist people in those positions at some point or another. Right. And how can you vet that? Are, they, are you going to put it on the application? Are you racist? <laughs> Check yes or no. <laughs> Check yes or on no. On a scale of one to 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Because you know that. You know that hiring for people, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how are you in terms of uh, usage of Microsoft Office? <laughs> oh, I'm like a 10. How racist are you? You ever see uh, on resumes, people will now do like a grab, like, oh, I'm like really good on like, on like PHP or whatever, but I'm, I'm not so good on this or I'm really like skilled. Like they put like they try to rank themselves. What is someone going to put? Oh, I'm a zero on racism. Like, no. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, they are. Yes, that's <laughs> so, going to go in the volunteer section of your of your resume. Yes. So you can't like that. You know, I, I look. I think it's very clear that there are some cities in this country where there is like a core of corruption and problematic and terrible behavior in police departments. Where like even if you didn't abolish them, you'd have. There's by all rights, some of these cities should be looking at like widespread change like totally take out like all the leadership gotta go like yes but that's the thing like different cities and different towns are not only going to have different problems that need fixing they're going to have yes different local appetites for how much they want to fix them yes and then it comes in in the pool uh the pool of who you're able to pull from just depending on the city like sure you may have the cream of the crop of you know the police force in larger cities but what about you know, in, a, you know, a city like I'm just using this as an example, like a Lima, Ohio, which is like an hour outside of Columbus, very, very small rural town. You know, are you going to get the cream of the crop police that's able to like handle, you know, another thing that I'm thinking about with this and maybe I'm wrong and I'm hoping that we have a listener who can like really correct me. But, you know, when, you know, I have family in Detroit and they didn't necessarily defund the police, but the staff was underfunded. Yeah. 
And so, you know, the way it was explained to me was if someone calls 911, if two people call 911 and one is a domestic disturbance and it's on the north side of the city and then there's a murder on the east side of the city, like they had to really allocate resources on the spot and say, okay, they had to like determine which was more important. So if you're a domestic disturbance, somebody may not come to your house for two hours because they're dealing with the murder on the east side of town and Detroit is super spread out. So if we're defunding the police, like, is there an opportunity for like, okay, so yes, they don't have, so they don't have, you know, um, assault rifles and tanks and all that stuff. Okay. But like, do they have the resources and the ability to keep and maintain manpower because I mean hiring who wants to be a policeman right now <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you you're not going to go to the high school with the army recruiters and say hey kids you want to be a cop like that is not happening you know so now you almost have to sweeten up the you have to sweeten the pot how do you keep these people on staff you know and when they're on staff how do you how do how are they ensured that they are going to be they're going to be safe and like these are other things on the other side of the fence that I'm not sure people are considering. And if someone asked this question, this is why I said this on Twitter, Doc. Somebody asked these questions right now, the way things are going, it'll make you feel like, oh, I'm signed with the police and I don't I don't care about, you know, the 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 violence that's happening from the hands of policemen. Like, no, I just have questions. Like, there's it's stupid. I think the interesting thing about like when people talk like it's uh, when people talk about defunding the police in, in this context is like i think you're right like a police department might be underfunded in some ways right i would sort of say i think a part of this whole thing like if you dig really down into what i hear from activists is that well they're like well sure there are going to be murders but like there are like they'll tell you like this is where you almost get into like abolish the police territory where they're like look like most crimes are committed because people don't have stable uh, lives or they don't have jobs. They don't have like, you know, eh, which, okay. I think that's probably true for a, a lot of crimes. Right. But I would say in general, like there are a lot of, they used to be called quality of life sort of violations. Basically there's a lot of, there are a lot of police whose job it is to like go harass people and write tickets and try to get people like who are, who try to arrest people who are possessing a small amount of pot or, or heroin or, you know, like there's a lot of small fry kind of crime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know, maybe you don't need so much of that. Right. Start there. Like, go ahead. Fund the homicide division as much as you need. Mm. So then what so then what happens to those sort of because then that's I guess like do you do you reallocate that and you create more programs for those people who are either have a history of or get caught committing those sorts of crimes. Like instead of just throwing them in jail, this goes to our conversation about prison reform. Yeah. Instead of throwing them in prison, you know, make them, it's like a mandatory program and the program is like actually effective, you yeah, know, that I'm, curbs whatever, curbs whatever the root is that leads them to commit these crimes. Cause it's not necessarily criminals in some instances. They're just, they're looking to, to appease a habit. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we should absolutely like, I mean, pot should probably be, I mean, look, if, if, if you can go and to me, like if you can buy alcohol and cigarettes, then you should be able to buy marijuana. Um, if, the, if they're legal, the minute they legalize it in the state, anyone who's in jail for a marijuana charge should be like hundred percent freed immediately. 100%. That's, just, that's just stupid. hundred percent. And then if you're guilty of not, if you're guilty of possess, like if you're guilty of possessing other drugs, I agree, like should be drug treatment. Why put why like the moment you give someone a criminal record, you have ruined their lives in this country. Yeah. Which is, I mean, now that's a whole thing. Why is that the case? Because mm. we we like vengeance in America, man. Of course. Oh my God. Oh boy. Well, we I thought we weren't going to talk about. There's <laughs> a whole side. Do you want to talk about the uh, the Meek Mill song that he <laughs> all these uh, all these anthems that people are creating? Do you want to keep it hip hop fam? Do you, do you feel like hip hop is responding to the moment? Oh, 100%. I told, I said it last episode. If you don't think that these executives are telling these people to make these like riot anthems, these protest anthems, you're crazy. You think it's, you think it's premeditated? You don't think it's actual like, you know what? I want to say something. 
Oh no, I think it's I think it's both. I think okay. there are people who I, I, absolutely like. I would be very ignorant to to just dismiss everyone from from who has spoke, but I'm going through rap radar right now. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Juicy J has a record called Hella F and Trauma. Juicy uh, J. Loop, Juicy J. Okay. Lupe Lupe has a record. Well, he wasn't gonna stay away. Of course, of course. Okay, Dizzy Right. I don't know who that is. Um, Plies has a record called Equal. Um, Trey Songs has a song called Riots 2020. How many times? You know what I'm saying? Like, Chevy Woods has a record. Like, it, this is just... T Grizzly has a record with uh, the Detroit Youth Choir. <laughs> I don't... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I didn't mean to laugh at that. But that... The artists, like I said it, Doc, I said it. I didn't think it was going to show up like this, but I felt like the, the climate of the country was going to make it so like your 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 fashion bars and your 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 Percocet bars and your your misogyny bars like that wasn't going to fly. It's not going to fly anymore. Like you have to come with some substance. And I think this is something that people are able to like capture because it's affecting everyone. But do I need a record from Juicy J right now? Do I? Am I on my Chappelle kick? Like, what does Ja Rule think about this? Do I need that? I thought I it was. Don't. I thought it was pretty audacious for the baby to just call his remix of Rockstar the Black Lives Matter remix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it just feels like that. That feels like a money grab. Right? Well, if nothing else, it's like super smart for like labeling for streaming services. If you sure. go to Spotify and type in Black Lives Matter, that's the first thing that's probably going to pop up right now. Yep, yep. Which isn't to say he shouldn't have made the song or shouldn't have rapped about what he rapped about. Absolutely. By the way, we, we owed the baby an apology on the show. Why? Because we thought that he made a misstep with this album. We didn't even review it. <laughs> we kind of reviewed it. We we assumed that it was going to be the same baby stuff. We, we listened and, a little bit and we said, well, eh, but I, I, and I said this with all of the projects that do this, Megan included, like there's going to be one, rec- all they need is one record. The goal with a full body of work is to get the streams moving, get the numbers up. So at the end of the year, they can post their Spotify. I had 1.1 billion streams. All they need is one record to catch fire out of those 15, out of those 12, whatever. Look at Megan. We were worried about Megan. And what happened? Savage caught on. She's good now. She's good. Same yeah. thing with the baby. Baby, we, we're just like, yo, he's trying different. St- oh, that's right. We did because he was trying a bunch of stuff and it, it didn't sound right. He was trying different flows, but like the beats were the same. Or something happened. And but all he needed was one record. And he got his. This is his first number one, right? First number one. He's this number one song in the country right now. Good for him. The album went number one eventually. Like it was a slow burn, which you don't see a lot of in music these days. Right. You know, it's all about that first couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, we, I was wrong. Yeah, let, let's, you know what, let's, yes, let's admit that we were wrong and that we, we, not only did we misjudge the baby, we assumed, which is like the worst thing that you yeah. want to do with someone is just assume that this person is only capable of producing this sort of result. So shout out to the baby. Congratulations. All that good stuff. Like you're, you're, you're out of here. And you said it when he did the song with, uh, what's the name? Uh, 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 Miss Crabapple. What's the name? <laughs> Cabello, what's her name? Camilla Cabello. Yes. Crap. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think. I knew it was something with a C. <laughs> you said that that was putting him in a different in a different space. I had never heard that song, but you said that that was getting him in you know yeah. different homes, which is that's that's the goal. That's the goal. Are, are, were we wrong about uh, about your man six nine? No, not at all. No, 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 no. no. We weren't wrong at all. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it was interesting because his record and Chappelle's stand-up dropped on YouTube the same day. And it was so painfully obvious. When you talk about numbers, numbers lying, like those were two clear examples. Because all day Friday, all I heard was Chappelle talk. And I would go back and look. I've been having these conversations with my son about like numbers because it's so funny. When he... I'll pull up a YouTube video and he'll say, yeah. how many views does it have? It's the first question he asks. Yeah. It's so crazy. But that's 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 the use. That's what they do. So 
I was going throughout the course of the day and just looking and I would see Chappelle, you know, he'd be at 600,000, 848,000. Then he, I think by the end of the night, he was at like 1.6 million or something like that. But he fueled a lot of the talk on social media. So I'm not surprised that, you know, he hit a million in a day. Six Nine and Nikki do a record. It's got, I think by the end of the day or the next day I saw, was it like 39 million views? It's almost at 100. I've never, I, the only talk I've heard from anybody is about Nikki in the video. Yeah, Nikki, uh, <laughs> she, that's, that's doing a lot. Doing and a lot. And that's kind of, I don't want to say it's indicative because I don't, I don't want to, like, it, it's hard to speak on those things as a man to say, you know, what a woman should and should not do with her body and for, for whatever reason, like that's totally on her. But it does speak to the fact that six and I think he knows and I think Rock Nation knows. Knows what? That not only does nobody care, but like he's got he has to do something every day. And I think he's got about between all this stuff going on and like in the world. Number one, he might have been better off not, you know, not getting out of jail when he did. Um, and that's not to say I wish jail on him, but like for him to come out and then sort of start getting into his troll bag while all this is going on, people don't have time for it. Number one. And then number two, he has such a stain on him that nobody really wants to touch him outside of Akon. And, and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, are those. But is that less about 6ix9ine and more about Rock Nation? You know what I'm saying? Does, I've heard rumors about Nikki owing somebody a favor, and that's why she did the record. You know, Nikki, on the other hand, like where, like where's your single? Nikki's doing just fine right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, but and so that's that's interesting because on one hand, people were saying that about Cardi. Like, where's your single at Cardi? Where's your single at Yo, Cardi? Where, where did Cardi go? You know, coronavirus came out. She went viral and she went away, and <laughs> she's been in the house with her her. Her, her husband and, and their child. So, you know, it's very interesting, right? Like to see these big artists. And I guess the goal, the way that you and I have always approached artists is like, you know, you have to keep it up. Mm. Like keep up the, like keep up the momentum, keep up the, the superstardom. You went number one. So your next goal should be to go number one again. Yeah. And I look at somebody like Lil Nas X who has a, uh, single that will echo in in time forever yeah his follow-up single is panini where we were like eh, but like i was just playing random records on youtube that record came on my son and my youngest daughter love that record that record goes for certain demographics and it's got numbers and all that stuff so it's like you could almost low-key say that that was a hit too so it was i say all that to say two things number one six nine is done um because he needs to grab one of the people. He's talking about other people to get other people to talk about him because then that keeps him in the news, that keeps him relevant, that keeps the numbers up. Number two, the numbers don't mean, I guess I'm saying three things, but I forgot the third thing. But number two, the numbers don't matter now because you can get, you, you said he's approaching 100 million records or 100 million views on YouTube. Nobody cares yeah. outside of Nicki Minaj doing what she was doing in the video. But nobody cares about the music. Nobody cares about Six Nine. Nobody's asking about an album. Like that's a that's a rap. That's a rap. And again, once and once Rock Nation determines that they that he is invaluable and he doesn't make any money, he doesn't make any money for him. He's done. I was just gonna say, Nikki's had a pretty good, a pretty good like last couple last couple months actually. That, Break that because she's she's been doing a lot of like pop records and stuff. Yeah, right? I mean, she like the the Doja Cat remix went number one. Um, this, you know, she's getting a lot, certain a lot of attention. We'll say for for the for uh for the six nine record, um, and then I think people actually kind of like Yikes. What was Yikes? <laughs> Remember Yikes? No. Yeah, that was that was February. That was a different that was a different time. That was that was before Corona. <laughs> what was Yikes? I feel like I gotta pull it up. Hold on. What was Yikes? I remember it, but I don't remember it. Oh. Yeah, I remember like the first verse was dope and then like it leaked and a lot of people liked the first verse so she hurried up and she rushed it and yeah. she, the second verse wasn't as good as the first verse. Yeah. But sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess ultimately, Doc, do you think that this is just going to be who Nikki is from this point? Yeah, she um, it's not like she kind of it's not like she emerged from her pseudo retirement sort of thinking, OK, you know what? I, I need to I need to freshen my image up or I need to change it up. No, nah, not at all. Not a bit. Right. Yeah. She she is who she is. Um, So, yeah. OK. I think that's that. Um, well. We we've been talking new music, or we've been talking a little bit of music here. We we haven't even talked about your new record with Taylor. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's talk about it. No, I mean, so uh, this is the second collaboration from y'all in recent weeks. Is that right? I'm trying to remember when did. Yeah, we we did praise Jesus too. I I just looked on YouTube. That was like three weeks ago. Right. Um. Yep. So what? You know, go ahead, plug it. What's the title of the song? How we, how- uh, it's it's a freestyle of a black effect, which, you know, if you're on Twitter today, well, if you're on Twitter yesterday, as you're hearing this episode, you know that everything is love turned two years old today. It's still a really, really good album. But um, yeah, you know, we, we decided it was Taylor's idea to rap over black effect. Um, he, you know, he and I have been having a lot, you know, we've been doing our podcast, COVID Community, and from that have stemmed a lot of conversations um, just personally about, you know, just the different layers of processing, you know, this pandemic into, you know, the early stages. I keep calling it a revolution. Um, somebody said it wasn't a revolution, but I don't care. Um, into, you know, where we are right now as a country and as a society and like the different layers of how that's affecting people's money, people's families, um, you know, people's uh, values, um, you know, just all types of things and you know but taylor being a pastor of a church like he's he's kind of existing in a different space his his church is in a a lower income area it's in the hood but like you know but it's like it's it's a it's a mixed church so it's it's there's a there's a lot of white people different you know different nationalities of people who go to to his church and so he feels it on all different sides so when he you know when when we talk and we have these discussions about he's on ground level ultimately is what i'm saying yeah um he, he's on the ground like really really doing the work um and so that you know I, I i think it's always important we talk about this on the show is creating space for people to to vent and i think that between covid community and between our conversations i think we both just needed to say some things um and you know we did that you know, and I'm realizing based off of the feedback from the song that, you know, we are speaking for a remnant of people who, you know, aren't quite sure what to say or they want to say it and they don't feel like they have a voice or they want somebody, you know, somebody who they trust or has a, a, a different type of voice for them to say it. And, you know, because sometimes, again, I said this in Woke, like, you know, blackness is not a monolith, but in some cases people will make you feel like it is. Mm. And that's not necessarily, it's not true. It's not true. You can, you can, you can be for the cause and you can be for your people, but you can also, you know, disagree with some of the ways that they're going about things or you can question the way that they're going about things. Or you could say, you know, black is not enough for me to like join the cause. Like I'm a values first person. I, you know, if I'm, somebody posed a really interesting question uh, yesterday. They said, if we all left the planet, and went to a whole, if we all left Earth and went to a totally different planet and we took our people, what would our be based off of? Would it be based off of race, social class, values? Like, what would it be? Because if you take all of, you know, uh, if you take that all and you generalize it, you can end up getting some people that you don't necessarily want in on your planet. You know, so it, it's so the to say that in a sense is radical. And I think that there needs to be like some radicalness that that contradicts some of the radicalness that's going on on the other side in the name of like rights, human rights and all this stuff. Cause it, it's amazing how, you know, how you take a, like a good sentiment, black lives matter. That's true. And it matters and it's deep and that carries weight with it. But all of a lot of things that are coming with that, like people feel uncomfortable with disagreeing with those things because the original sentiment, the foundational sentiment is Black Lives Matter. So if you disagree with those things, then people will make you feel like that you don't believe Black Lives Matter. And that's not true. You can be against the organization, but believe the sentiment. You can be for the people getting that, getting equal rights and, and getting and getting what's coming to them, but then also, you know, disagree with some of the ways. So I say all that to say, like, 
the reason why that stuff is there is because it, it's necessary for a different type of voice to be out there. And I, I've been on the Internet long enough to develop my contrarian voice. And, you know, it just so happened that Taylor and I were that. And, you know, I just want to thank you guys if you listen to, for listening and sharing. Um, you know, I hit a thousand views on my Instagram and I just I don't do that. I usually top out on my hip hop videos about half of that. So clearly the message is spreading and it's resonating. And there is a lot more to come very, 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 very soon. So um, that's the most I'll give this audience. I can't really share, share anything else outside of, you know, things are happening. And also, like, y'all are just killing it. <laughs> like, thank you, man. I said it. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it right here. Like right now. I'll put like the two of you on a track when you get going. I'll put I'll put y'all up against anybody else who's rapping right now. I'm serious. You know, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, and I I just want to I just want to say this. I've said it on social media, but I just I believe it. As I'm as I'm getting older, my goal is to be that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my goal, and I, I've struggled with this for so many years, just as a Christian artist. That that it was, it it was pride for me to say, you know. And it was dishonoring God for me to say, well, I want to get on a track and I want to be the best. You know, what is the best? What is the best in God's? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I, I wrestled with that thought. But I really care about how I communicate through this medium. I really care. I care so much that I didn't do it for a year because I was trying to figure out how to do it. You guys watched me in real time, really try to figure this out. And it impacted Doc and I's album. But once we once that cistern broke and like anytime I'm on a song, I don't want to be the best Christian artist. I don't want to be the best unsigned artist. I don't want to be that. I want to be the best rapper. So you I want to be in a place where you can put me in categories with Royce and Jay and Nas. And I want to be able to say that. And stick my chest out and say, no, no, no. If I get on a record with these dudes or if I get in a cypher with these dudes, like I may not shine and destroy the cypher, but you're going to remember me. And that's a win for me with like undisputed goats. So so for you to say that and like the wave that I'm on and some of the stuff that's coming out of this, some of the writing that's coming out of this, some of the things that's being said and how it's being said. I'm in a really good space right now creatively and and. Yeah, I, I just I want to make sure that I that I steward it correctly. Um, but no, I say all that to say I, I appreciate that um, and and listen to the track if you haven't. Would love to know what you think. Because um, yeah, man, things things are yeah, yeah, it's dope. We hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out side B at clockradiospeakers.com.